Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about the Allegiance Quest. I wanted to give my thoughts on it. Uh, we don't actually even know if it's done yet, but I want to kind of share my thoughts and give some feedback. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Come on in and join us at twitch.tv slash say no to rage or look up say no to rage on the twitch app or on twitter and throw me a follow if you're watching this on youtube clicking that like button and subscribing to the channel is an easy way to help me out so the reason i want to talk about this is right now in the annual pass there's a pretty big focus on giving us grind and not really doing story and i don't actually have any problem with this but the absence of story i think does bother people and i do think the allegiance quest is good storytelling so first i want to talk about great story uh, and then second, we're going to talk about more like this. Like, I think they need to do more things like this. And then, But I want to end by talking about rewards and the impact of, uh, of your choices. So if you don't know, the Allegiance quest isn't really clear. Some people were struggling to even see it. You pick uh, to pledge allegiance to either the Drifter or the Vanguard. It says it will actually change your experience going forward. Uh, and you'll have to, you know, deal with that as you go forward. We don't really know what those changes are. We do know that if you pick the Vanguard, you know, Drifter calls you a snitch the whole time whenever you're playing, uh, <laughs> whenever you're playing in the uh, in the Gambit games. And whenever I was doing, I picked Drifter. So I want to talk about that. I've not done Zavala's, so I, I can't comment on that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage people to do the Drifter because I actually thought the dialogue, the writing. And the voice acting for the Drifter was great. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought they did a very, very good job. It, 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 it was interesting to me. Uh, the Drifter as a character, I think, is interesting. And they could do more with him. I hope they, they, they plan to do more with him. I think it was clear that they, they kind of gave this the same treatment they've always given the writing. I've always said that I thought the lore was very well written. Go read the lore cards. Go, you know, go read the uh, the collect in, in the collections. I unfortunately don't really ever do that on stream, but the few times that we've done it, I've always been impressed by the writing, the characters, the background, uh, etc. And I think it's clear that they still have a passion for their story. I think they still have a passion for their story. They want to tell good stories. They want to have you interested in the characters and continue developing everything that's going on. They're not just slapping the drifter in the game to be like a whimsical guy that talks to you during gambit matches. They seem to have things uh, planned for him. And I think that's exciting, especially when you you look at how many characters they put in the game now. And, you know, we lost Cade. I, I personally enjoyed it. So I would strongly encourage you to pick drifter and really take the time to before you like pick up the tapes in a given area he like has you going around like looking for tapes before you pick up a given tape make sure you've kind of killed everything in the area so you can hear him you're not getting like shot and screamed at by thrall and stuff so that would be my encouragement to you to enjoy the story now let's talk about more like this I, I tend to agree with Paul Tassie that like one of the problems here is it's clear that Bungie can tell good stories, but they don't really do anything with it. We're basically just going around the EDZ and picking up tapes and listening to them. We're not actually playing a quest. We're not actually doing anything that's all that interesting. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but I think Bungie really needs to consider this being one of the main mechanisms with how they tell story in the future. I think they could save a lot of time and energy while also telling really good stories by not focusing so much on cutscenes and you know cinematic sequences but instead just giving us really really good audio we know they can write it's not that's not in question they can hire good voice actors that's not in question either 
I think they should go more this route where when new content is delivered, you immediately are sort of taken on this journey of going and doing things and hearing really, really good audio. Now, I know some people are going to push back and say, I don't think it's a very good way of telling stories. It's not that interesting. We're just going into areas that we've already been. I don't know. I feel like this is how the story should be for the annual pass. Maybe not like a big DLC deliverable, but for the annual pass, I think this is a great way of delivering story to the audience. You have, you know, folks that don't really care about the story, and if they don't care, they can kind of brush past it. There are people that really do care, and they can look into it. And I think people would become more receptive to this type of storytelling if this were more normative if this would have been the norm from the beginning and they would have focused more on that and giving us like missions and strikes and and loot pursuits and grindable content instead of focusing so much on cinematics and doing all that I mean I'm I'm not saying the people that work on the cinematics are being kept from working on other things but as far as you know budgeting and bandwidth and time devoted to things I actually think that this is proof positive they can tell a very very good story without going all out with the cinematics and annual pass I believe should be structured this way from now on because if you're going to say well we're not going to give you story but then you prove to me that you can tell a good story I'm kind of like man you guys should be doing this every time there should have been a little bit maybe of this with more with uh, with Ada obviously I'm thinking about Penumbra when I'm saying all this because Penumbra or I'm sorry Season of Opulence is centered around Le- Leviathan and there could be really good story developments with Callus. I don't think we need story missions to have good storytelling I don't. I don't think you need story missions to have good storytelling. I believe that you can tell good story with the voice actors and the dialogue that we have now, especially considering how they can repurpose areas. You could go down into areas where there's you know there's nobody there, there's nothing that you've done before, and you could create instances or circumstances where the story is told and you're looking at things or or whatever. I still think they should consider with respect to good writing they should consider having a lore, you know, audio file that for a given area, you could go and unlock lore audio files and do things on, let's say, the EDZ. And then you go back to where Devrim K is and there's like a little station and you turn in those lore fire files and you're doing like research for that place. And that's how you would basically, it would, if you've ever gone into your triumphs, there's a lot of lore in here. Well, you should have triumphs tied to a given area and you go and you turn all those in and then have somebody read it to you. You could even have some of the concept art just go by on the screen when it's being read to you. Like you go and you click on it and there's just like concept art for the EDZ or the hive or whatever is being talked about and someone's just reading it to you because again I think that they they have so much good writing and storytelling that doesn't ever really get seen or delivered in a way that is exciting for the community lastly let's talk about rewards and impact I do think this is where some people are confused because they don't understand why there's basically nothing at the end I think the reward should have been significantly better Basically, I go through all this stuff for the Drifter. It wasn't hard. I'm not going to try and claim it was difficult. But I go through and I do all this stuff for the Drifter, and then I turn it back in with, to him, and I get a powerful, and that's it. And I got, I think, one of every synth. But, you know, the four synths, Invader, Reaper, Collector, and Sentry. 
And that that's not necessarily a bad reward. It just didn't seem like a quest line reward. Now I know people are pushing back and they're saying, "Oh, there's going to be more." You know, each week it's going to be a little bit different. I still think it would have been nice just to get maybe one of his guns randomly. Get a random gun. You get that random gun, and you know, it's you're not necessarily getting like a god roll or a curated, but you could have given us one of the you know just a random gun drop when we're done. And then each week that's a guaranteed gun drop from the drifter if you pick the drifter. That would feel like, oh, I picked a lead to the drifter now I'm getting you know I'm getting something for that same thing with the vanguard you could have gotten I don't know if the vanguard has that many new weapons but they could have thought about that when structuring uh, the content because when I look at a structure of a quest line I don't know if I'm alone in this but generally speaking when I get to the end of said quest line I expect to get something a little bit more substantive than just like a random powerful drop uh, and since he does have so many guns in his gun pool, I think that would have been a pretty cool reward. I would say to you, if you haven't done it yet, make sure and do it and listen to the dialogue. I haven't done the Allegiance quest for Vanguard yet, but I would encourage people to do it and really take the time to listen to it. I'm not sure what the impact, that's the other thing. We didn't get really that flashy of a reward. I don't know what the impact is on the game. We were told that this would have a future impact on what we're doing, and I just don't know if that's true or not. What's going to happen? Is there going to be something that takes place where I don't have access to this and that with Zavala? Am I going to be stuck? Am I going to have to go into different places? We don't actually know. If the only real impact is that the Drifter calls you a snitch in Gambit if you choose Vanguard, or maybe he's like in your corner. I'm not, I don't know if I've played Gambit and paid attention to his dialogue since I made my decision, but... I would, I would definitely want to see them have a greater impact. And I know people might complain, this is always like the catch-22, is if they do something that does have a lot of impact, people will complain and say, well, I only have one character and I don't want to get stuck. I think it's okay to have that, and I think it's also okay to make people feel like, well, if I have multiple characters, there's a benefit that comes from that. Right now, it seems as though the Drifter is you know he's he's up to something he's he's the, the backstory for the drifter is very interesting i don't want to spoil anything the background story is very interesting it seems like he's up to something he's very anti-vanguard and he's been around for a very very long time you're going to learn things about the drifter that are going to surprise you i didn't know some of these things now maybe people that have been reading the lore already know these things that's just another reason for them to put story like this in the game because i would rather learn about his history and where he's come from and what he's done same thing with Petra, same thing with Ada it would be more interesting than just having them kind of show up with some cutscenes, I just feel like cutscenes don't necessarily always weave a story, I feel like a lot of times all a cutscene basically does is establishes like an ethos, this is where we're going now this is what we're doing and this is kind of the centerpiece to the story, listen I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the minority here, a lot of people disagree with me on this, I thought the writing and the characters in both War, Mine and Curse were good I think if you go back and you just listen to the dialogue alone from War, Mind, and Curse, I actually find it to be pretty good. A lot of people disagree with me on this. This is fine. I know I'm in the minority here, but I found Osiris and his dialogue to actually be pretty interesting. I thought it was good. The way that he sort of says, you know, Shaq sounds like me, and when he says he wasn't asking for the Vanguard's permission, when Rasputin basically says, I'm a god and I don't answer to humans anymore. There's all sorts of little things like that that I felt did a very, very good job weaving story and making characters interesting and 
one of the reasons I think that Curse and Warmind fell on, you know, people didn't think they were all that great. I think people liked Warmind, but mainly like Curse, is Curse as a DLC was unsatisfactory, and I think people then look at the story and judge it in light of that. So do them, listen to the audio, enjoy them. I think they're good. Hopefully more things come in the future, more impact and maybe better rewards. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click follow. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.